modern. Modern, meaning like I'm You mean like really uncomfortable chairs? Or like a cool flapper in the 20s? <laughs> yes. All I do the whole night through. I'm sorry. Hey, Rich, guess who's here? This guy's leading the pack in terms yeah, of return yeah. visits. Of I think friend this is show. number four. Mm. Old friend Tim Meany, podcaster par excellence. Tim, welcome back to Postlight Podcast. I want to, before we get started, I want to pitch some of our best podcasts ever actually were with Tim. The one about just the greatest software ever. That was about 200 years ago. It was. It's really, really good. Look it up. I forget what the title is. You'll find it. Just search Tim Meany Postlight Podcast. It's really good. I think we ended up with Excel being the greatest piece of software ever, but... Still undisputed. Sure. Still <laughs> still leading the way. No, I mean, it is, though, actually. Excel runs the world. VR Excel, though? Oof. When you're inside the cell? You know they've Ooh. done it. You know there's a research lab at Microsoft where one day they came in, they're like, shut it down. <laughs> no, no, uh, 3D Excel. We're going to be able to, like, instead of sheets having to tab, you can actually fly Rotate through them. and you can fly through well, yeah. the spreadsheet. What That's, is Microsoft's metaverse strategy for Excel, I wonder? Don't do it, mm, Tim. Well, there's two things. One is that it, that is essentially all the fun of playing Flight Simulator is doing a spreadsheet in 3D. So that there's that. They also have Minecraft. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you're building things with blocks. That's not a far reach to building things with cells. Yep. Yeah. So, but that's not why we're here. That's not what this podcast is Tim about. Tim sent us a message. He said, yeah. I've got an idea for a podcast. Once you've been on the podcast a lot, you can actually say like, look, I, I could do it a little better. Why don't you? Um, <laughs> yeah. I have some ideas for you. So we're going to talk about... The metaverse. No. <laughs> we're going to talk about talent and retaining talent and keeping talent. Mm, talent. Um, the world right now is extremely employed. Yeah, our world's super double extra employed. Super double extra employed. Designers... When I say designers, I mean product designers, UX, UI designers, product managers. Feeling designers, beverage designers. Really, there's designers everywhere now. Engineers of all flavors are in extremely high demand. Love them too. Postlight is an amazing place to work. And please come work at Postlight if you want to work at an amazing place and learn from great people. Are you hiring? We are hiring across the board. Across the board. Hmm. And we are hiring everybody and... If you want to surround yourself with like just immensely talented people that are going to help you grow, you should come work at Post. You know what else you should do is if you know anybody where you're like, that person would actually be happy there, tell us, we'll reach out to them. Don't, you know, just who doesn't want Paul flipping Ford reaching out? I don't know if I was the one who was going to do the reaching out. I thought maybe the recruiter (laughs) that works here might do it, but I'm glad to be CC'd. See, this conversation is actually representative. Everybody likes talking about recruiting new talent but I want to talk about retaining existing talent. Uh, See that? I want to tee this up for you, Wait, wait, hold on. What's talent? Can someone define it for me? Rich, you go, and then Tim. What's talent? What is talent? Yeah, oh, everybody's a talent expert, but what the hell is it? You're like, if you ask the head coach of a football team what talent is, and if you ask the CEO of a consulting firm what talent is, they're going to give different answers. I'll tell you, I have one definition for talent, but Tim, what's your definition for talent? People who work well with an existing team. We're a team sport. Okay. So they're bringing a particular skill that works well with an existing team. Here's my definition of talent. People who are obsessed with a specific form and they need things to go into that form. And if they don't see that happen, they get really anxious. 
Can we combine our two? And they have, no, they have to resolve it, right? So to me, talent is a form of anxiety. Like if I don't get that right, if, if you don't, I don't realize the thing in your mind, I need the touchdown. I need to get the PowerPoint done. Determined, I need, I motivated, need the, driven. Yeah. So like you look at, you know, does Martin Scorsese seem like a, like a really happy guy to you? I wouldn't say happy. Very jittery. Yeah. Martin Very Scorsese, antsy. he's got to get that movie. He has got to digitally yeah. de-age Robert De Niro. He has to do it now. Yeah. That to me is talent. Okay, so you've Can got you make the team. that a team sport though. Well, if the team has a collective sense of form and supports each other in resolving that anxiety, that's very healthy because then you can say, I get it. I don't want you to stay up tonight. I want you to go home and get some rest because we're going to do this together tomorrow. But great leaders know how to bring that out of their people. Like great coaches do that. Yeah. They don't have it anymore. Their knees are bad and they're not the athletes anymore, but they have an amazing ability to draw the best work out well, of those I would argue, people. And the, but within the least pathological way possible, <laughs> right? Like they're like, you are, I've seen us do this. Like, I know you can't finish this unless you stay up tonight. That's fine. Sleep in tomorrow. That is talent in and of itself, right? People who get people to work. Tim has this skill, yeah. by the way. It's a skill that I don't have. I'm a little more direct and brute. For, but Tim motivates people to want to all collectively succeed. I think that's true on the floor. I do it at a very meta floor. level. People like to kind of come closer yeah. and see what I'm up to. You do it by force. Well, no, no, <laughs> no I wouldn't say force. Gent- but gentle. I'm the, ve- the force of a hurricane. When I'm looking at the output, <laughs> yeah. like the human beings in the room kind of melt away and I can't help but comment on the output. They just become a large blob of human beings. We're not going to share how to hire... We're not going to do that. No. How to market no, on LinkedIn. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, that's, our, that's our secret. How do you keep not talent? Tell we don't that. have the big buffet, the Google buffet here at Postlight. Tim, by the way, to give us a little bit of background, is a product and technology leader at a very big company. Should we share the name? Sure, of course. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah. And favorite client. Favorite client. Favorite client. Favorite client yeah. Tim is an We're old friend, even beyond Sature. I do love Sature. Sature is wonderful. We should just point that out. Like their clients and their clients, like Sature is like a deep and, and loving relationship between a, a vendor and its client. Well, they're an innovator in their industry. Yeah, too, I know. That is sector. true. So if people, is people are rarely excited by insurance, but Sature is the exciting kind of insurance. Well, they're also forward looking. I mean, and Tim, how, how many people are in your team? Insurance 50. actually has to be 50, 50 people. 50 people. Mix of product, strategy, design, engineering, QA, okay. Okay. QA okay. engineering. All right, so creation of digital products. All right, goal. all right. So let's retain them. Let's well, retain I mean, them. let's talk about what Sature does. Just real quick. I mean, <laughs> all right. It's not trying to save the world. It's not a fun entertainment company. Oh, no, it's no. Sature is it's insurance. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> we sell homeowners insurance. Okay. People need homeowners insurance so they can go live okay. their lives. So, which renders Tim, frankly, an expert. And I don't mean that as a job no, that's to say, right. sure. Like, there are a lot of industries where people can go work anywhere right now. How do you retain those people? Well, wait, what? and actually, we should point out what they really do. Like, we're being like, what is the digital product in this world? It yeah. is. I mean, at a very, very abstract level, a complex set of forms and interactions that allow people to assess the risk with a given property and then make a decision about how that insurance is, you know, what what should be the rate. All the pricing that goes into yeah. it. And then it, once you sell insurance, all the service that goes into right. it and self-service. So there's a lot of claims. Geographic information systems, expert systems. There's actually a lot of very, very deep technology that goes into making any insurance decision on your behalf. And so that is what you're building. It's a pretty big stack. Yep. Share your thoughts. What are some good tangible tips 
for people to retain talent. Okay. I have some notes here. I'm going to distill it. I'm going to work back to front. Timber a little notebook, everybody. It's, it's he's written field notes. When I get to the punchline, okay. this yeah. is, you started to go in a certain area, which is like, well, what is the content of people's work? Why are people passionate about what they're working on? When they're working in an insurance company, that's not why you retain somebody. They're not staying there because they're deeply They're not passionate connected. about homeowner's insurance. They're passionate about how they work with other people. Okay. The group of people they're working to realize something on. No, wait, hold on. We negotiate with this a lot because a, a agency is a mercenary organization, deep yep. down. Fundamentally, people come to us. They say, we're going to give you money. We heard you have some really talented people, and we go ahead and we deliver the services. And hopefully, everybody feels okay about that. But ultimately, we don't. We have a mission in terms of, like, we're going to develop careers, develop craft. A lot of people come to an agency for a while, and they, they really level up their career. So we're very proud of that. We're proud of that community, proud of the culture. But we don't really have a mission. And you're telling us, like, when I look at you, I'm like, well, at least they, they ship the insurance. But you're telling me that people don't lock into that necessarily as much as the community. People lock into the content of their work. That's not what keeps them there. Okay. It's not when you talk about retention. What keeps them? I think it boils down to four things. People he's in re- technology he's reading from his notebook. want to be connected, want to have agency, want to feel like they're growing, and it has to be in a modern environment. Okay, so let's go through all four. Number one was connected. W- connected Explain connected to what? Connected to their teammates, connected to what they're working on, connected to their manager, engaged in the work. Yes. Okay. So collectively. Yes. So that means if I look over to the person in the, I mean, it's not cubicle anymore next to me or even office next to me. If I look over to that person and they're going like, oh my God, thank God it is Thursday afternoon. So I only have to pretend for two hours tomorrow and then I can go to the There's probably plenty of jobs where that can lead to retention, Mm -hmm. but in product development and engineering, that's not one of them. Well, you're not going to get good results out of that person. You're not going to get good results and they're going to leave. Okay. How are people going to stay connected in this new distributed work And be the manager. How do you assess connection and encourage connection? This is a very important topic. Kind of softballing. Let's be honest. You know, you're a friend of the firm. I mean, there's some basic things, right? Like, you have to have a relationship. If, if we're looking at this from somebody who's managing other people, you have to have a fundamental relationship with the people who work for you. Mm-hmm. And that relationship has to be real. You cannot fake a relationship. And a relationship is two-sided. It's listening. It's acting. It's respecting them. I think listening and caring for somebody and acting, those are things that you cannot fake. Go through each one of them. Yep. To listen to somebody, you cannot fake that. Yep. To care for them, you cannot fake that. And then that has to result in action. You have to be seen as someone's manager who's actually listening and taking action on what are the frictions in the work environment? Why are people frustrated? Why are people being slowed down? You have to pay attention to those things. You have to listen and listen literally and pay attention would be like observation. Yes. You have to be deeply aware of those things. Right. And not only viewed as the person who's clearing a path on all those things, but who's actively closing the loop with people. Big red flags, alarm bells go off regarding connection when somebody says or does... Nothing. (laughs) If they're saying or doing nothing, if they're not coming to you in a skip level or you're in a meeting and observing them and their video's not on on Zoom and you just see that they're not They've disconnected. It's over. Occam's razor, they don't appear to be connected. They're probably disconnected. Yeah. You know, what's profound about this bit is that it's actually amplified down the chain. What I mean by that is if I, as an executive have four managers and I just 
exert enormous pressure on them to deliver. A lot of their attention is upward to yeah. me, satisfying me. And they can't help but deflect that anxiety out to, to their people. Yep. Because now their own stability and place is on shaky ground. And when you have that, some leaders are able to absorb all of it and keep calm. Oh, the end of the worst thing in the world. I was in a meeting once. A woman stood up and said to 50 people, if we don't get this done, I'm going to get fired. Yeah, like that's not helping anybody. What it tells you, it didn't tell you, let's rally around her and help her. Right. She ended up having a beautiful career and doing incredibly well for herself, actually. But what it tells you is get to the exits as quickly as possible. Well, there's a word for that, like psychological safety, right? Right. It's like this is an environment. You use the word anxiety, Mm -hmm. right? When you're talking about retention, you've got to clear that path. So as a leader, as a manager, create connection. Listen to your people. Observe a lack of connection. Observe a lack of connection. So listen when there's silence, reach out and whatnot. Okay, number two. Yeah, number two. Agency. Agency. Well, we're at an agency. We are an agency and, you know, we're- Different kind of agency. Hello at (laughs) postlight.com. Right, so agency meaning yeah, that reach out. <laughs> um, a human needs the ability to have control and agency over their environment. What do you environment, mean? Environment, path, career. I like the sports analogy from a moment ago. Yeah. Right. You're a GM and you're looking to bring in a pitcher. There are more openings for pitchers than there are really good left-handed relievers, right? Same thing hiring really strong tech talent. Sorry, more... sorry to the 80% of our audience. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. just... <laughs> there is more tech talent employment available than there is left-handed ace throwers. Sure, 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 sure. So why are you a worthy place for them to work? You should probably start by asking yourself that. Yeah, but this this is tricky because the other incredibly fatal thing is for you to get into a customer service mode with your own employees. Okay. That's very dangerous because then you're like, okay, what can I do to make you happy? And they realize at a certain point, Actually, my job will never make me happy. I should just go somewhere else. Like, I mean, this, that- I think this is goes back to the word relationship, which I think is how you're going to wrap all of this up. Yeah. In that setting, customer service is not a relationship. It's customer not, service right? it's is one way. transactional, it's like, right? And because yep. what happens with that dynamic is you're basically saying, look, I need to keep my job. And what do you need in order to leave me alone? Yeah. Well, let's talk about agency, like okay. strong front end engineer. How would you give them agency over what they're doing? The uh, tooling that they yeah, work with. Let them with. pick their tools. Let them, maybe they don't get to pick their framework, but they get to like, at least we're going to get to the newest versions. We're yep. going to get like, well. A we'll, team's process. Letting a team um, yes, that's right. have some agency over how they work together. And so they're less mandatory stand-ups, more just yep. casual this conversation on Slack. A career path. What's next for me and how do I get there? Gives this, me agency over it. Not you telling me I'm being promoted, but you telling me what I need to do and have agency over here's, what path looks like. Here's what it looks like. Yeah. So if I do those things, odds are I will get to go forward in my career. This is proven out at Postlight because we don't have endless control over the kind of tools and environments we work within. Some of the worst engagements we've had are the ones that are where the team has been forced into a very onerous, overbearing, like button down environment where they have to use certain tools. They're citrixing into sure. desktops. It's a bad scene. Sature, by contrast, has been truly a partnership because we have always come to the table with very modern, very forward-looking technologies. And Sature has never said, no, 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 no. To be clear, we don't show up with something where we're like, seven people use this. They're all in the Ukraine. No, we make a case. Yeah. Look, there's there's smart teams at Sature who are going to assess the risks around the technology choices. But 
some of the most satisfying work that was done at Postlight is for, for Sature, homeowners insurance software, because of the trust and the sort of autonomy that's been given to the shop versus like, here is the compliance manual you must adhere to, and there it goes. And giving people see. agency over things like frameworks and architecture doesn't mean you always have to say yes. It right. just no. means people have agency over it to learn about it, experiment, and make a case for it. Well, that's you can have a conversation. You can actually report back and say, like, look, that's just not going to work. Have for the conversation. Right yes, but it's it's an open, transparent conversation. I mean, this this is a funny thing, right? Like, insurance is a great client because, like, and Sanctuary is a good client. Like, you're a client, and we're, we'll butter you up and go out for <laughs> drinks and all that stuff, right? But like, the insurance is is sort of in a funny zone where. There is a little fluidity around the tools that you use. You are not, it's not like a bank where you're beholden to absolutely everything being as boring and bad as possible. Like you get a little bit of an advantage by having better technology yourselves. It has to be fast. It I mean, has to do certain things. There are people who listen to this podcast at very big companies where they're like, I wish I could, I can't do that. Yeah. I just can't do it. I wish I could do more you of it. You should get into the exciting field of homeowners you insurance. Know you know what, man? <laughs> it's a new world. It's harder to keep people. We're all distributed. We're working from home. Yeah, everybody got on Zoom. Just, Maybe you could just update just to out, a, right? a recent version of React. Like, it's okay. Or it's Java. Okay. There, Get off of Java We have eight. clients, banks, that refuse to look at Zoom. Pandemic hits. They approved Zoom in like two weeks. Well, was, everybody like, joked just, about like the pandemic hit and suddenly that digital transformation effort was real after like five years of discussion. <laughs> yeah. well, it, it's a competitive environment. So draw it back to that, right? So yeah. if... You're Ask trying for that leading, that flexibility. If you're trying to hire that hotshot product manager who has agency over their career, and you're telling them come in where you're going to work on this set of tooling and this set of technologies, and you have no voice in it, good luck. All right, so agency, agency, connecting, connecting. How can you tell somebody doesn't have agency? Well, they're probably not engaged. They're okay. not engaged with their manager. They don't have a view about what they want next. They're clocking in. And the average human in this situation often will get a sense of learned helplessness. Yeah. In the environment, you actually have to remind them over and over, like, you have a lot of control here. What oh, is yeah. your control? And how, do, how do you get people to realize they have agency? Because most jobs will try to take agency away from you. There's a definite role for effective management here, engineering management and otherwise as being the other side of Telling that coin. Telling the story over and over. Not me as hero, but throughout the organization, everybody's manager. I mean, frankly, the only way you really get this to work is you keep going, what do you think? Well, I was going to give you pro tip number one from SageShare. Love a tip. Which is every six weeks we do something called the How We Work session. Okay. Which is an agenda that's driven by the team. Okay. Which is what are we doing that's dumb, inefficient, causing friction? It's an actual forum Rich that's ongoing. That and it's like Rich's favorite part. It's a forum that people know and respect, mm -hmm. which is, doesn't mean I have to queue it up and wait, but yeah. there will be a forum where people want to listen to, what could we be doing differently here? Okay. Ooh. Somebody joins the team new. It's another wonderful moment to pull them aside and say, you've now been here for six weeks and observed how we work. What do you think? What do you think? <laughs> what are we doing? Give me an example. It doesn't have to be specific to your business, right? Like, but what is something somebody might say? We were going through an elaborate JIRA ticketing process for every release, mm. which was causing a lot of slowdown mm. and friction. Mm. And we've done away with that and mm -hmm. automated mm. all of the release orchestration mm -hmm. to move to CICD. So we no longer slow down and have to create these release tickets. Okay, so what if somebody says, I think we should get rid of Jira? We used Shortcut in my last job, and it was much better. I have to be honest, we are very rigorous about what tooling do we have to use. 
if somebody came with a really strong case about why we shouldn't be using Jira, we'd be open to it. Okay. There'd be a lot of... Again, back to have the conversation. Have the conversation. Like hear them out. We've built a lot of automation and hooks into our corporate infrastructure that starts with Jira and it's actually quite efficient to just change something in one place and it flows through magically. So so if you learn a little more about our system, you might change your mind, but I'm open to hearing about Shortcut as well. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Number three. This one, I mean, has to be on there, which is growing. Tech talent engineers need to be in an environment where they're growing, whether that's in their their literal job, which is mm-hmm. taking on new frameworks. Or in buying 12 Raspberry Pis and putting them in the closet. Well, we'll get to that. Or yeah. in learning and development opportunities, or in a lab, mm-hmm. or in all the different ways that people like to be learning. And frankly, when somebody's working for you, they're working for you in anticipation of their next job. And that's okay. You yeah. should just kind of recognize that as a leader, that someone's working for you to 18 months to three years, maybe six. Mm. Yep. But they're going to go somewhere else. And as long as that's an open conversation that you have sure. with them, that they're putting things on their resume and learning for their next job, and that's okay, mm-hmm. you've got to be on the other side of that for really good tech talent. That's got to be okay. That's a part of the arrangement. Yep. Be careful you don't, especially, you know, you don't put someone on the ticket backlog where they're just chewing through them and they're essentially wrestling down technical debt for a living. Like, Or if you do need to put somebody in that position for a little while, be aware of it as a leader yeah, I, and talk to them. We need your help here. Yeah. We need you to chew through these for the next couple well, of months. And so, then we're going to put you on this research project right, about the future right, of insurance right, right. or we're going to do something. Go back. I mean, you go back to those first two, right? Like it is the backlog. Somebody has to deal with the backlog. But you the need team to make, has to deal with the backlog. That's right. And you need a, a, a good sense of backlog heroism, right? Like you need a sense of like, we're getting it done. It has to get done. Pro we, tip number two from SageShare. Make it a metric that's visible to everybody, which is number of items in the backlog that haven't been touched in six months. Oof. And if that number is 62 right now, I guarantee you it'll be zero three weeks from now. Yeah. As soon as it's a number. I would just go there, I would just delete that backlog. That's one way to go from 62 yeah. to zero, isn't yeah. it? That's what I like yeah. to do. <laughs> Wait, what was the last one? What was the third one? Third one was growing. People growing. need to be Let, stretching and growing and learning. Grow. Oh, and what conference are you going to go to this year? Super awesome tech person, number one. Okay, what if I say like, I don't know, I don't really want to go to a conference. You really should go to a conference. Or maybe if you don't want to travel to a conference, maybe you should learn something. And in our weekly lunch and learn, you should bring it to the group. Share it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you don't so you think maybe little, go to a conference. Put a little pressure on it there, though. I can't just I can't just say I'm learning all about it. No. Yeah, no, no. No. Learning is about bringing it back to the team. Bring also. it back to the team. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. I think that's the transaction related to learning. Yep. Bring it back to the team. Number four. Modern. Engineers want to work in a modern environment. I don't mean... What about designers? Do they care? Every, of course. A designer's <laughs> a perfect example, right? A, <laughs> they love Figma. A design I, I system. Just, can Should, I just say the word sketch? Remember, sketch was sketch, like, four years ago, it was like, goodbye, Photoshop. Photoshop Hello, is dead to Welcome me. to Sketch. Hello, Sketch. Well, you're talking about tooling, and yeah. yes... I what, agree are, with that. What, what are you, you talking talk- about? What are you talking what about? What are you talking about, Tim? Uh, everything, like <gasps> processes. Why do designers want to put on their resume that they implemented a design system? Yes, they probably do. You sure. Is a design system a good thing? Yes. Yeah. We can talk about why. For the why. most part, but yeah. For sure. the most part. Yeah. So you can connect those two dots, mm-hmm. make it something that's accretive to the organization, implementing a design system. You can move faster See, with this more is standard the, this and higher is a quality. foundational difference between the for hire organization and the large organization. Cause you're able to say, 
hey, we have a lot of other stuff to do. We also have to get that design system done. Yes. That is hard. We, can, we do that sometimes with internal projects and you try to get people across a variety of projects. But a lot of the work we have doesn't have that ability to level up. What you have is instead somebody's going to be done in four months and then they're going to move on to the next project where ideally it will level them up. And so we, we aim for that with people. But you're saying, and this is most organizations, okay, I know you have to do this. I know you want to do this. Let's make sure we figure that out. And let's connect it to the strategy of the business. We're implementing a design system right now, not because it's cool or so our designers can put it on their resume and interview for their next job. Well, so you have to triage that a little bit as a manager because people yes. will come to you with those ideas because you've built this transparent organization. Be yes. like, we need a design system. And you have to be like, do we? Yes. What's I that? Mean, that's the advice <laughs> is how do you navigate this upward, right? Well, like, and how do you keep from becoming the manager? Because everyone's going to ask you for everything. And yep. then, oh, Tim's a good listener. And then there's a point where you must want to say, like, I don't want to hear about it anymore. You just made it about me, about Tim. It's yeah, not about me. Not about you. He's Nobody's coming to me yeah. and saying, Tim, let's do a design system. Nobody? It's like, this year, should we as a software leadership team in this business commit to delivering a design system? Mm, and if sounds, so, why? Sounds really healthy. And that if so, good. why? Why that over the other why? infinite things we could be doing? You're touching on the why, which is tied to the business interest. I mean, let's pause for a second. We're a smallish agency. You're not... Headcount-wise, huge. Yep. Your team is 50. We're 120 now. Maybe. It's hard to keep track. Go if ahead. I'm at Bank of America. Yep. Little bank. And I want to implement some of the things you're talking about. They make sense to me. Yep. Everything resonates. Now I have to go to the management above me mm -hmm. and make a business case. Now, look, retaining people is a business case. Sure. If you do these, yeah, this less is people will quit. It's so expensive to hire. It's incredibly it's costly to hire. Think it's about, incredibly think, costly to lose someone. Yeah, yeah. think I about mean, like a quarter of a year's salary. Just That's right. Because what you'll find is the more, the higher up the chain you go and the more detached people are from the sea of humans that are actually making it all work, the less sympathy you're going to usually find, right? But a lot of the things you're proposing here like design systems are actually also happen to be good for the product. Yes. So when you pitch upward, yes, part of it is retaining people. They want to use modern techniques and tools. They want to feel like their careers are growing. But when you're pitching upward, Connected. frame it in the business case. True. Yeah. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm yeah. not suggesting prioritize a design system or go into continuous delivery because that will help you retain people. Mm. Yeah. I'm suggesting that those are good things that generally come from the organization up the chain, like you're saying. Yes. And listen to them yes. and do them because they're good and value creating. Yes. And they help you retain. That's right. Look, I think you do have to draw a line when it seems like that's going to be something that's going to make the team feel warm and fuzzy, but is actually drag mm -hmm. or bureaucracy or process that's unnecessary, but everybody seems to embrace it because they read an article. A team can filter that out. A good, healthy team will filter that out and say, you know what, that's interesting, but that's not. I think that's the balance you're striking here. Yeah. And look, if your leadership can't empathize with these asks for the interests of the platform and the people, then they're going to lose. They're going to lose this battle. All right, right? Let, me, let me throw a curveball, which is somebody's like... Ooh, baseball reference. Yeah, I know. Keep it's going. All, all about sports today. Yeah. Tim, you seem like a good guy. I've enjoyed working with you, but I, I got, it's time for me to move on to the next thing. Pause. Counteroffer? Depends on where the relationship is at. Okay. 
it depends how much of a surprise that was or a part yeah. of a conversation. Mm-hmm. It, it depends. There's no right answer there. Okay. It's Let, a tricky can one. Can I share a piece of advice related to that? Yeah. If you're finding yourself phrasing it this way, is there anything I can do? Don't bother. Yeah. If you're already there saying, would you mind helping me out of this ditch you put me in? Don't bother. If it's like, is there anything we can do to keep you here? If someone that, comes to me and says, I really want to stay here. Yeah. I really love what I'm doing. That's a different conversation. Uh, no, that's true. Some, I have this one concern, financial or otherwise. We haven't talked about any of that yet, which is yeah. relevant. Table stakes. You got to pay people. Can we talk about that? That's a very different framing than um, no, that's sliding true. an offer across the table. I, and I've saying, also seen like relationship. I've also seen, why don't you take a leave of absence? Sounds like a lot's been going on. And, and if you want to come back, come back. And then sometimes people come back. Yes. Right. Like there are, there are bound that on my team. Yep. I think another related thought to that, I think you have to have a long term horizon for building a team. So if somebody did come to you and say, here's how I'm thinking, how I'm feeling. And I do need to take a leave of absence, like viewed over a long enough period of time, that could make perfect sense. Sure. If you're always optimizing for next week, next week, it probably won't. Yeah. So what's your time horizon as a leader for this team you're building? Recap, connecting. People have options in our market. Mm -hmm. So you as a leader, should be thinking very actively about why are the people working for me who could have left have not already and not assume they won't. And this might be four lenses you might want to think about. How connected are they and what can you be doing about it? Mm -hmm. How much agency have you given people over how they work together? How modern is your environment? How Mm -hmm. open to being modern are you? Mm -hmm. And are your people growing? Anything else in that little notebook we should know about? Oh, there's a lot in this notebook. You riff for a minute. Let me see if I have any. Uh, number three, my Sagesure pro tip number three. Okay. Come on, you're supposed to riff. Oh, we're supposed to riff. <laughs> oh, oh, oh riff. Riff. sorry. So, hey, how about that? What about that metaverse? <laughs> What's your company culture? What's culture? It's a big one at the buzzer I threw at you. No, uh, no. Everyone loves that I, word. I what this. is it? I, I think, look. Post I don't mean what is it literally. What is culture of a group? What, what is, is it? culture? The sum total of the patterns of interactions between individuals and how, how much control and power they feel over their own destiny within an organization. That is why Postlight's been successful with retaining people. Now we should point out we're pretty good at it. Like people, agencies, people tend to come and go, but they actually have tend a to very st- good and healthy culture. Yeah, yes. we tend to stay. People yeah. tend to stay, and I mean it's 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 a lot of work, frankly. I mean this the last tw- the last two years have been the ultimate test, right? Yep, because That's a great it's point. A, it's a test that actually tests your ability to trust and empower or mistrust and exert control because you feel like I can't see what they're doing in their dining room while they're on the video call, when they're not on my video call. And I think one of the things that we've always taken pride in, it's worth saying to the world on this podcast, because the whole world listens to this podcast. We don't do timesheets at Postlight. Never, never a one. We've never done them. That sounds like a flex, but what really what we're saying is we don't want to oversee your minutes and hours, and that predates the pandemic. Yeah. And the advice I would give the whole world during this time is don't do timesheets. And I don't mean that literally. I mean it figuratively, mm-hmm. meaning don't worry about your people's time. Trust your people. That autonomy and freedom is going to benefit you longer term. It is true. It's and the that doesn't mean, one thing that doesn't that mean I, you're not going to be paranoid. You're going to be kind of paranoid. You'll be like, is that person doing something? If you're getting gamed, yeah. it's going to show itself. Yeah. It's going to show itself. Don't worry about it. Really don't worry about it. Like it's going to show itself. Especially with the kind of talent we're talking about wanting to retain. To your point earlier, they're really, if they're not 
if they're not connected to the work in the community, people have options. So. This was great. Uh, Tim, this is your superpower. Instead of like five business tips, you, you humanized it in a very profound way. And Tim cares about humans as humans. In a Ready way for that, my clothes about humans? Absolutely. In a oh. way that maybe you and I could learn from, Richard. What is that supposed to mean? Uh, we'll talk about it in <laughs> right, drinks. Paul, fine. My final note in my little notebook here uh-huh. is, and this is going to come off as cheesy, but I actually really mean it. Okay. Live, laugh. People are going to work for you for a period of time, and then they're going to go work somewhere else. And when they come to you and they're going to leave, you shake their hand and you say, thanks for working together. Because guess what? That reputation leaves the room with you. They may come back and work for you. Their friends might. Like, people are going to leave. Retain them as long as you can. And then when they leave, it's okay. Do you know anything about Lebanese loyalty at (laughs) all? We've been working on this for five years. I'm kidding. I know. Uh, It's great advice. It's... it's, Again, this ties to the overarching theme. These are humans in relationships that are crossing each other. And it's a point of pride. Name the fancy tech company. They've all graduated out of Postlight and gone to those places. Oh, yeah. We love that. Uh, That reputation follows you around. It does follow you around. The good agencies are like grad school, right? Like you just come out and you're like a little bit confused and you're like, what's going on? And then (laughs) people are like, great. I'd love to talk to you. Be Um, the place somebody wants to come back to. So, Tim, I love when you come by. And it's frankly, this podcast is just an excuse so we can go get a really good cocktail. Awesome. So let's go do that. But it's also very good. This is a great, very unconventional podcast. You and I didn't complain for 30 minutes. It's actually extremely conventional. This is what we, we don't do. Oh. Mostly we just yell. This was great. No, I mean unconventional for us, Paul. Yeah, yeah. As Don't. in like, like good and organized. It's, yes. <laughs> yes, that's right. Hello at postlight.com. thank you for doing this. This was yeah. great. Check out our case studies. If you'd like to come work with amazing people, let us know. Or if you'd like to be a client if you'd like, like to- Tim, you can do that too. Hello at postlight.com. Actually, Tim's been a reference for other clients. So, you know, <laughs> yes, you, if you want to talk to Tim, <laughs> I'm always happy to do that. It's true. To advocate for Postlight. If you've ever received a proposal from us, you might have seen his picture in the back. So. <laughs> <laughs> have a All great right, week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Let's get that drink. <laughs>